Talking rugby, telling stories, rugby pickup. Welcome to Rugby Pick'em. Who cares? Who knows? Why bother? I'm your host, BT. I'm here with none other than Uncle Johnny. Go. And Tommy No Picks. Hello. Yo. And we are going to hit the voicemail line, our favorite caller. Our favorite? We have a favorite? I mean, based on volume, we have no choice. The guru is the king when it comes to the show. But Tommy, if they do want to call the show, if they think I'm full of shit, if they think Johnny's full of shit. No, you're full of shit. But I'm, yeah, cool. What's the number to call? (laughs) (laughs) How can you be full of shit when... You don't even know what you're talking uh, about. I have really no idea what I'm talking about. But I do know this, that if you want to call, you want to call the number is 720-259-8825 or 720-259-TUCK. Tuck. Yep. Tuck and run. Hey, this is Guru. I'm calling from the land of the cicada. Uh, serious questions here. World's in disarray. Potentially on fire. I got a question about rugby and where rugby stands. First off, let's just, that's a great guru intro. The world's on fire and is in disarray, but he has a rugby question. Go on, guru. Rugby is dignified. Rugby is all-inclusive. Rugby shows respect. So when we go to a high-status venue like the Hong Kong Sevens, I have no idea who the power is behind the Hong Kong Sevens, but why can't we all stand up strong? for the free people of Hong Kong and stand true and say stay strong and be safe because that's where people are suffering under totalitarianism. This is the guru. Sorry. But with all the other shit, I'm going to bring this stuff up. Guru. Guru. Goosebumps. Tell it. Hitting them where it hurts. Tell it. Chills. Standing up for the people of oh, Hong chills. Kong under totalitarian rule. So he wants to know, with Rugby Sevens, the Hong Kong stop being the creme de la creme of it, can we stand up right now and support Hong Kong, considering they're getting consumed by a all-dominant communist Chinese party force? I mean, supporting the Hong Kong Sevens means, like, doing it the right way, right? Like... It's not... Uh, I don't know, John. I mean... If, you go in there and you you take over from the inside out. You so go maybe, south stands. Yeah. You piss in a cup. You potentially throw that cup 20 rows in front of you. What are you talking about? <laughs> that was talking my... about my ex- here, John. My experience in the south stands. But no, I, I am concerned. Didn't you take your girlfriend there? <laughs> right now, the HSBC7's tour in general... I mean, it's very driven by crowds and revenue, right? Like, the only reason they're able to hop all around and get it paid for is because they pull a pretty good gate, usually, at the Hong Kong Sevens. We know uh, Vancouver Sevens has sold out uh, the past couple of years. Even back in the day, when it was the Vegas Sevens, it was it was clawing towards right. being profitable. It's doing all right. Um, what's going to happen with the Sevens circuit if, 
there are no fans allowed because all that money that kind of kept the wheels ticking, kept the advertisers happy, that's off the table. I don't no, know. It's going to be like, what's going to happen? With so that's two different questions. One is the Seventh Circuit, if they play it, is just going to be played sans fans in like non-stadiums, right? They're just going to play it. On, but will those events small, even happen? Yeah, if, yeah. if there's they no play, they can play it on small venues if they want. But I think what the guru is really getting at is how are we going to support the people of Hong Kong in their struggle so that we can, you know, live a, a free and clear existence as human beings. But in all seriousness, this is a real issue, and we are concerned. I'm yeah. concerned that There's even if the stop happens, to, like expats aren't going to go because they don't want to get tracked. They don't want. Can you go? Like how? How does that work? Well, yeah. I mean, people can freely come oh, and yeah. go from Hong Kong, but if China's there, posted up and in charge, there's going to be more surveillance. There's just kind of that more communist claw that's grabbing the island and i think that hurts rugby which is let's be honest a western sport full of westerners who come and occasionally act like drunken idiots when they're at an event which i think is perfectly fine but in in the chinese communists eyes i don't think they're gonna love that type of stuff that's just china is investing in any sport that they can excel at so china is currently investing in rugby and they are looking at it as an opportunity, even though they loathe the things that you're speaking about. They're looking at it as an Olympic sport. They're looking at it as something they can excel at. Well, we appreciate the guru for calling. And you know what? Never apologize, guru. You are who you are. So you call in and you just say what's on your mind. Tommy, it looks like we have another caller. Bill Webb here, longtime listener. Big fan of the show and of Tommy No Picks. What's the deal with the Hawaii franchise? Is it going to happen or is it just a crock of shit? Thanks, Big M. Oh my god, my, well, let me just say my heart is very full, Billy Webb. Um, <laughs> One of our se- probably second most loyal callers. Yeah. <laughs> B W L S B E. Yeah, yeah. He, he gets around. He does. In more ways than one, apparently. Remember the last episode with his he's multiple a, wives? He's got a lot of ex-wives. Anyway, um, back to the question, I guess. Uh, What's the deal with the Hawaii franchise? What have you heard, Tom? Well, I've heard a lot of things, but I have more questions than what I've actually heard. Fire off so, the questions right now. Multiple teams around the East Coast expected to fly to Hawaii uh, once every other year, plus... The West Coast teams, they, they practically have to fly halfway across the globe. And the, and financially, it just doesn't seem like a feasible thing at this time, at this point in time in the in league history. In this economy? In this economy, first of all. That, so, yeah. That's a good point. So, yeah, it's easy um, as far as, like, how that, like, they're doing the Pacific Coast teams to fly to Hawaii and back. And it's not cheap, but that's how they make it happen, right? Apparently, Hawaiian Airlines has a nine-hour direct flight to New York, and it's five hours from the West Coast. But the ownership group, which apparently has a lot of money, um, that's like a big thing for getting into the league is showing you that you have like almost $5 million liquid. 
not like tied up in equity, not tied up in real estate. You need that available to show the rest of the owners that, you know, you're not going to be a Dougie Schoeninger over here and start reneging on your bills. You're going to be. So apparently, so according to you, uh, apparently, <laughs> according to your sources, apparently they have apparently yes. produced here, that. And so what does that mean? Okay, so their housing will be provided to players in Honolulu. Dude, shacking up on a couch. There you go. Now, there was this There was this senator from Hawaii who apparently wasn't involved in the talks, and he got a little butthurt, and he went out to the local paper and is like, well, I've heard nothing of this franchise. Well, according to all the owners, they just hadn't reached out to him. They are talking with – Aloha Stadium um, and working the negotiations there. That is about, I'd have to double check, but I think 20000 for football. Um, but they also said they might do a pop-up stadium um, at another location in Oahu to go with the flights. They are very confident that they will supplement travel costs for mainland teams for the first two to three years. They will fund the cost of travel from California to Hawaii. Wow. So that basically like any West Coast team, as long as you're out there, they're not going to pay for New York to like fly from New York to L.A. But So it's big money guys who – guys and gals, whoever, who are ready to like front some money so that they have a team so that people – so that it starts that cycle and people start coming – and it starts an entire, like, franchise. Like. Well, I think one thing we should point out is it was branded when they announced as the first Polynesian team owned by Polynesians. And mm-hmm. I think that's very important to their core mission of Kanaloa Rugby. There's four or five All Blacks attached to the team, including Joe Rocococo. I just wanted to say that name. Rocococo, he's And Jerome Kaino, some big names, but... Yeah, John, like you said, I think Polynesians have been the lifeblood of rugby talent, but they've been the ultimate export, let's be honest, like French clubs. They set up academies in Fiji just so they can ship them back to France. Like so It's always been a, a pilfering thing. Yeah, it's a flip the, the script. The script where they're like taking back the potential to own something and like actually just like invest in it, and then hopefully it pay off. It's just hard to... It's hard to see it um, over the long term, you know, pay off. I mean, I think it's a brilliant idea. I think people want to see sport in Hawaii. I think when you're there, you want to go, you know, the Pro Bowl. Pro Bowl was always there, right? Nobody would show up in Hawaii, but the players love to go there for a trip. You know, I think it's always like that destination thing. But these guys want to build the fan base the in Oahu. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Tommy, what do you think? Would you uh, get on a flight and go see a game? Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's a destination thing, right? Like, people are going to go. And if these people are ready to front the money, and it's going to turn in, like Johnny was saying, it's going to turn into a, a franchise. Like, in the near future, if everything turns out right. They plan on being in the 2021 season, which is crazy. I mean, that's just like <clears throat> lightning fast. But if they check all the boxes, they're in a current like 90-day negotiating period or a 60-day negotiating period with the MLR from the minute they announced. But, you know, first it came out. Everybody said, can it be done? There was a little bad press with the senator. 
I won't even say his name. Just some senator trying to stick his nose into rugby. But they responded back saying, we're in discussions. You know, you don't like to come out and get everybody involved when you're in discussions because you want to close those deals and discussions. But they seem to be very, very confident that it's going to happen. And I'm just, I'm excited because we did lose a team in the West. We got the Jackals. We had the Gialtinis. But that's going to bring the West, I think, to seven or eight. I'm not sure. Was it East sitting at like six, seven? Yeah, Nola's an East team, so. No. See, this is, we're, we're, we're in such a funk right now. The MLR season would have been just about over. We'd be in the off season, but we've been, been in a fucking four-month off season. So pardon us, Rugby Pick'em Nation. Um, we're doing our best to deliver you what's worth listening to, but quite frankly right now, I mean, Johnny, it's all internet stuff, right? Player signings, this and that. There's not a whole lot to really bite into. Favorite player in Altoria now. Ooh, um, Will Jordan. Will Jordan. Mickey Bateman said he looked like me, so I'll take it. Will Jordan, Caleb Clark. Caleb Clark. Will Jordan and Caleb Clark just shredding, bro. Oh, All right, Tommy. Any last questions? You said you had questions. Well, that in the uh, NBA bubble, but that's back before what you're just saying right now. Oh yeah. Now you're asking me if I have questions. Uh, <laughs> no, I don't have any any more questions. It's been a wacky couple of weeks. If you haven't already listened, listen to our talk about player representation and our episode with Jordan Flash Gunderson. Whip with your Horley tail. I mean, that guy's a freaking animal. Uh, we wish him the best in Pittsburgh, but that was a great interview. We got pretty loose for that one. Uh, Tommy, any last words? Uh, pick them. Pick I've heard a lot of things, but I have more questions than what I've actually heard. So according to you, apparently, according to your sources, apparently, they have apparently... Never apologize, Guru. Big fan of the show and of Tommy Opics. What's the deal with the Hawaii franchise? Is it going to happen, or is it just a crock of shit? He's he's got a lot of ex-wives. You know. You know. You know. Absolutely, I mean. But, you know. How can you be full of shit when you don't even know what you're talking about? I have no idea what I'm talking about, but I do know this.
720-259-8825 or 720-259-TUCK. Hey, this is Coral. I'm calling from the land of Cicada. No, you're full of shit, but I'm, yeah, cool. Yep.